0: Welcome back. I'm your host, Mr. You. Thank you again for joining us on the All-Purpose Pod for an All-Purpose Life, wherever you are today and however you're listening the Call me Mr. You, the podcast. Thank you for making us a part of your morning, your day, and your week. We're your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Download, subscribe to our show wherever you enjoy your podcast. Thank you for listening, sharing us, and subscribing. Go change the world. Thank you again for joining us on They Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. I'm your host, Mr. You. We are loving what's happening with Season 4. Pretty excited about that. Thank you for all your participation and helping us to have a very successful season so far. Now, this is one of our Relationship Thursdays, which is one Thursday in Season 4 every month. We talk about relationships. Something that definitely matters to me, but I know it matters to you guys as well. Now, What are your friendship rules? Meaning, what are your ABCs of friendship? Now, do you stick with your system? Or does it change depending on certain circumstances? What are your non-negotiables? The things you cannot compromise on, no matter what. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate yourself as a friend? How do you know your ranking of yourself is accurate and up-to-date? These are all examples of things we should be asking ourselves when it comes to friendships and relationships. I know a lot of people who think friendships are unnecessary. You have to have them. We just have associations. We just have connections. We don't have friendships. But I think it limits us f- for a lot of different reasons. We'll talk about that as, as we move through the episode for today, but keep that in mind though. With some examples of some really great abiding friendships, some we talked about on the show in previous episodes, David and Jonathan from Scripture incredible example of friendship of loyalty of support of longevity i mean it the impact of it is fantastic but what is your best example of a powerful friendship what example would you use for the example of a powerful friendship do you have one or have you seen one from a distance or were you in one in the past but not anymore love to hear your thoughts Here's something on social media platforms. We discussed this topic further. Love to hear your thoughts even after the episode has been published. What do you think about friendships? What are your ABCs of friendships? Do you have a system that you stick with no matter what? Do you have non negotiables in your life when it comes to starting and developing relationships and friendships? If you want to hear your thoughts on that, I used David and Jonathan as an example earlier because it's just such a powerful example. I mean, if you're not already aware of the story, I'll try to give you a short synopsis of what's going on. Jonathan's father is the current king. David is Jonathan's best friend and the next in line for the kingship. Jonathan's father, Saul, had essentially disobeyed God. So it was already determined in heaven that his rulership and his throne was going to be taken away from him and given to David, his son's best friend. This is movie stuff, man. Now, Jonathan, as the son of the current king in those times, obviously is the heir to the throne. He's the next in line. That's just how it works from a hierarchy standpoint. Even though it's been determined that David was going to already have that role. It's usually given to the son, which would be Jonathan, David's best friend. Jonathan could have went a whole bunch of different ways, could have sided with his father in allegiance to his father, and turned against his friend, but he did the opposite. He swore that their friendship was going to be forever, as long as they had breath in their bodies, as long as they were alive and breathing, they were going to be best friends, they were going to support each other, and even their descendants, their children and children's children, would be connected and in league and supporting one another. Those kind of friendships sound like something you read in a Bible or a book, but They're so deep, but do you know stuff like that? Have you seen friendships like that? I mean, that's a model of a friendship. If I ever saw one, and I don't know if i ever had one in my life that's like that. Unless you had one with your spouse or something like that. But friendship on that level is incredible, but it's not some kind of abstract idea. It's what we can have when our hearts are in the right places. Speaking of that, another example that we used in previous episodes before was Ruth and Naomi. Now, that one is a deep one because there's a lot of uh, tragedy involved, and a lot of times tragedy allows you to connect and and lean on people for support, but this went far beyond that. Here's the story. Naomi was a a woman who had a husband and and two sons, and their hometown was hit with famine, so they left their hometown to go to a place where there was food and bread and, and, and drink. So they wouldn't starve and die in their hometown. During that time, their sons, well, Naomi's sons and her husband died. And she was left alone. All she had was her two daughter-in-laws. And because of her grief, because of her sorrow, and even a little bit of self-pity mixed in, she decided, you know what? My, daughter, my sons are dead. reason for my daughter-in-law to be with me anymore. Go back to where you came from. Go and live your life. Maybe go find a husband. I'm going to go back to my hometown and die. That was her attitude. One of her daughter-in-laws said, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm going to go back to my old life. Nothing for me here. The other daughter-in-law, who we know is named Ruth, she said, and this is powerful. When you hear this kind of stuff, it's like, Nobody talks this way nowadays, but the sentiment, the compassion, the conviction is what I wish we all had in our friendships. Essentially that when they only say, you know what, go back to your old life, go back to your old hometown. I'm going to go to my hometown and die. This is what Ruth said in response. Where you go, I'll go. Where you live, I'll live. Wherever your home is, that's where my home is. Wherever you die, I will die. Your home is my home. Your life is my life. Your God is my God. Now tell me if you know anybody who's a friend of yours who feels that way about you. Something to think about. Are you really ready for that level of friendship? Would you face peril and famine for a friend? Would you face hardship and persecution for a friend? See, we talk about friendship in a little bubble where it's convenient. But these examples say, you know what? It's a little bit more intentional, requires a little bit more of you to be a friend and to give on this level. The Hebrew word for what Ruth did in that situation, the word word cling in Hebrew meant to keep close, to cleave, to follow closely, to stick with, to adjoin yourself to. It's almost like when a child is being dropped off at school for the first time on their first day of school, how they cling to their parents' leg because they don't want to go. That's kind of what happened here. Cling is what made what Ruth, me, what Ruth did to Naomi. She was true blue, stuck like glue. This is a theme of faithfulness. And when I think about friendships, one of the reasons why I, I battle with friendships so much and I deal with it so much is being transparent. I love hard. If you know me, you already know that about me. But one of the things that is important for me is that the relationship is deepened. If we just have a situation where we're casual about what we have, no real respect for what's going on, no real honor in the relationship, no real attention to detail. What we have is two people, perhaps or me one person taking advantage of the other or taking the other for granted. And something that I always vow to myself, I would never do with somebody that's called my friend. I try to be attentive to their needs. I try to hear what they're saying. If they live at a distance from me, I try to be as interactive and communicative as possible because I don't take for granted that I have a friend in this world that's walking around that loves me and cares about me the way I care about them. So I take I take big strides to make sure I don't take that for granted and. And be casual about that. But that's because I'm trying to walk in what I believe is faithfulness or stewardship. If God gives you something like a friendship, what's your response to it? You take care of it, right? You seed it. You water it. You deepen the relationship. You take strides to grow it. You don't just hope something happens one day when you're feeling like it. That's the absolute wrong approach to friendship. But how do you do that? How do you deepen the relationship? How do you go deeper accountability and doing life side by side and being intentional about engaging is important, but it's not something that's always done. Can we agree on that part? It's not very common nowadays. As a matter of fact, the world seems to be deteriorating in that area when it comes to relationships becoming more and more casual and less important. I don't believe that's God's heart. I believe that even breaks His heart because he is as relational as it gets and he made us the same way that he is. We can't just spend so much time thinking that relationship is a birth like a magic trick. Step into a room, add water, and stir, and it's automatic. It just blossoms and blooms. We got to be intentional about engaging. We got to walk side by side through this. I can talk about how different today's times are and how far we've gotten away from values and ethics and integrity. If you've been on my social media, you already know how I feel about that, and you know I believe it. But friendships take work both sides, it does actually take two to tango. Now that I think about it, how did Oscar the Grouch have so many friends? (laughs) Anywho, ask yourself this very serious question. Don't take too long to answer this. Just be honest. Do you develop friendships based on what a potential friend does for you or what you can do for them? If you listen around and you research this, there's five or so different kinds of friendships. You got the close ones. You have the ones that are lifelong, that transcends decades. You got the friendships of convenience. Because you're in this group, because you're part of our organization, you're part of our team, you're our friend. If you leave the team, that you, you are no longer a friend and you're out of the transition period. You have work friends. Some people even have ministry friends. If I don't see you on Sunday, I don't spend time thinking about you or talking to you. And then you got friends that are in the same chapter of life. Maybe you're both having a baby at the same time and that drew you together. And when the kids get older, you kind of drift apart. Historically, some great friendship that you can look up and, and read the details on. We won't walk into all of that today on the show. But former president, George Washington and Alexander Hamilton. If you guys seen Hamilton, the stage play, you know some of that dynamic. That was a very strong and historically uh, impactful friendship. The author of the book The Hobbit, J.R.R. Tolkien, and C.S. Lewis—they were both very, very good friends historically. Religion was a big wall to climb for them, and it could have separated them. But they did something really seen in today's times: they emphasized shared interests. They didn't agree on everything, but the thing that that mattered the most that they agreed on, they emphasized that, and they had one of the most powerful friendships that you probably didn't even know about. How about in the world of cinema, Maverick and Goose from Top Gun emphasized how important it is to trust each other. They were in dangerous, very perilous situations, and it's how they stayed safe, how they kept each other safe. They invested time in each other and they were there for each other. If you've seen the movie, the original one, you kind of know how it ends. I won't spoil that for you, but it was a very impactful movie and it wasn't about friendship, but the theme was very, very strong. I talk about friendship because it matters to me so much and I strive to be the best friend I can be. If I haven't been doing that, I invite you to hit me up and let me know what I missed because I want to correct it because it's how I live my life and it matters to me that much that I have a strong relationship and friendship with those that desire to be my friend and also that I engage and I'm intentional about walking side by side and continually seeding and watering and deepening that relationship. Thanks for listening today, wherever you are and however you're hearing the podcast for the people. Thank you for making the call me Mr. You. Just a small part of your morning, your day and your week with your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. We thank you so much for joining us. Hope you're enjoying The time that we're spending together today. Have fun out there, guys. Go change the world. Enjoy the music. Coach out.